0: There's a common misconception that therapists have their shit together and all our relationships are perfect.
1: Which is total bullshit.
0: I'm Vanessa Bennett, licensed therapist. I'm
1: John Kim, licensed therapist.
0: And this is our story.
1: You know how I know that I have grown? How? So we have these... um, what are they called? Uh, not chamois. They're called loofas um, that we uh, clean our bodies with. And Vanessa, Vanessa likes to keep things soaked, and so soaked, soaked. Like you know, uh, rags, dish tiles, di- dish I don't tile like to keep
0: things soaked. Yes. Yeah, so mean? there's
1: there's piles of soaked stuff everywhere. So um, you know, baby bibs and stuff like that. And so she doesn't realize that it gets uh, mildewy. And so in the shower uh, we have these loofahs and there's two in there and they're always soaked. They're always drenched. And we also know that these loofahs, they hold a lot of bacteria. So I got on Amazon and I bought these little suction cup clips where you could suction them into your um, glass shower and they're discreet and you hang the loofahs way up. So they get air and they dry. And The way that I know that I have grown is something so simple like that makes me happy. And before, things like that wouldn't even um, come across my radar or thought during the day. But little things like that um, today, I find a lot of joy in.
0: Do you think that means that you've grown or you're just turning into me?
1: I'm not turning it to you <laughs> why wait are you saying that you like little things in life I've always You've enjoyed
0: always... I've always enjoyed shit like that, especially anything that makes things easier neater cleaner, more organized I'm all about
1: it well sure but now you're talking about organization you're talking about you know lines and and uh, putting things in boxes that's not what I'm talking about I'm talking so you're talking about the satisfaction of organizing something I'm talking about the simple things in life like Thread count, and water pressure, and uh, little, um, uh, what are these called again? Loofas? Loofah holders, little loofah holders. So I think that's growth because if you look at my story, I used to only be interested in the big, right? So um, the Range Rover the, you know, the the fancy cars, the house in the hills, the three picture deal. And if nothing big happened, then, you know, life is not good. And I put happiness on pause. And so for me to say I'm getting joy out of loofah holders, that's growth.
0: Okay, that's growth. I like it.
1: You didn't say that with um, certainty (laughs) and appreciation.
0: I appreciate that you enjoy a good loofah holder like I do. That makes me happy. Yeah, and
1: you know what? I got to say, it's probably also mindfulness. I think it's also um, being a homeowner and living way up in the hills, which which uh, I wouldn't say way up in the hills, but but pretty, pretty high up, right? And um, this leads to our year in review. And if I had any sound effects buttons, I would press them. Pew, pew. Oh my God, what is that? <laughs> what the fuck was that? That's my laser. Pew pew? I, I said a year in review. That was and my little so, laser
0: gun going off. Pew,
1: but pew. how do you associate a celebration with little laser guns? Because and also if you could like,
0: see me, I'm making guns with my fingers and I'm shooting them in the air like I'm celebrating 2020. Pew,
1: pew. It, it should be a, a round of applause sound effects. It should be um, Listen, you uh, can't tell uh, me what I use fireworks. for my
0: sound effects. That's my sound effects. I'm shooting laser guns in the air.
1: Guys, this is our first year in review. Pew, pew,
0: pew, pew, <laughs> pew, 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 pew. All right, all right, all right.
1: Okay, so, so much has happened this year. Um, Holy shit, so much has happened. And you're going to have to help me with this because uh, my memory is shot at the at 47. It's one of the things that, that has, as uh, I've noticed, a significant difference, almost scary, where I, I, I could remember big things in my life, you know. Um, I could remember big events, but I can't remember, like a lot of this year, you know, what happened last week, like that kind of memory.
0: Yeah, I've noticed.
1: So what do you want to start off with as far as 2020 year in review?
0: Well, 2020 did not start the way that it's ending. Um,
1: I oh, it think- started with um, hope and excitement and, 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 and everything, right?
0: Right. Well, we were due to have our baby, to have our daughter um, end of February, or well, actually mid February. She didn't come till end of February. And so, really, we were starting the year just kind of getting ready. We had like a countdown of a month until we were ready to, you know, have a kid. So that's how we started the year.
1: Now, when you, um, and this is your second time getting pregnant, right? Because we had a miscarriage.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, with so this time last year, when you found that you were pregnant, um, how did you feel? What was the uh, stuff that came up for you?
0: Well, this time last year is not when I found out I was pregnant. I was due to have it I kid. mean, due. Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> as, as you got closer, as you got closer, yeah, yeah. I'm saying. Right.
0: Um, God, I don't even remember. I guess anticipation. I mean, I'm sure there was some fear and some anxiety around um, birth. You know, I, actually, what what's coming up for me is the putting myself back in my pre birth self, which was somebody who had an idea of how they wanted their birth to go and look and their story to be written Um, and understanding. I mean, I know that you can't, you know, it's not gonna be the way you want it to. It never does go the way you want it to, nor does anything in life, but I definitely had an idea. And then that went to shit. So that wasn't anything like I wanted it to be or look like. So if I think about myself this time last year, um, I think I was maybe still in my naive pre-birth situation place.
1: Mm. When you say went to shit, um, your pregnancy was amazing and a dream, right? (laughs) You're talking about the actual uh, giving birth that day for a few days. Yeah,
0: long a long week of birth, yes.
1: Long week of birth, um, everything used uh, to get Logan out.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, induced, I think they call, right?
0: Yep. They induced me.
1: And then finally, uh, because what you what you wanted was a uh, natural birth. And uh, after what was it? Four days, three days?
0: Five days.
1: Five days uh, of trying everything. Um, we had a C-section or you had a C-section. I was just, I was there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was a rough, it was a rough week. It was a rough moment in my life. I mean, it ended with obviously holding Logan and her being healthy, which was the goal, but, um, yeah, it was a rough week. So if I'm reflecting on this time last year, I was definitely pre that experience and I had all kinds of ideas and visions for what my birthing experience would look like. So,
1: yeah. I remember, um, behind and, you know, for me, uh, um, it was a, a roller coaster ride as well. But I remember being behind the blanket or the, the wall, uh, the blue wall, as uh, they're taking Logan out and uh, within, you know, I mean, it's so fast within like was like five minutes, you hear uh, her crying. And then I remember the emotion of that, like, I, you know, we, we didn't see her yet, but we heard for me, hearing her cry was very surreal because it went from, you know, a, 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 a baby in your body to now she's out in the world. Mm-hmm. And then I remember she um, was crying a lot, and they weren't communicating with us because um, they were trying to, uh, what is it called? They're trying to get the. Um...
0: They were suctioning, so um, she had meconium, and uh, there was meconium in my in my. When when my water broke, so um, she had you know inhaled some of it, and so they were suctioning her.
1: Yeah, and to be fair, I got to see over the blue uh, wall or, or the curtain or whatever it was, and um, so I could see that she was um, safe and they were working on her. Vanessa couldn't move, so she couldn't see anything, and so um, I mean, I mean, for you, it was panic because you didn't know what was going on.
0: Yeah, I um, I don't you know, as somebody who prides myself in, and obviously doing a lot of kind of inner work and inner reflection, and I, I go to therapy and all the things, um, I have not yet started back up again since having the baby. And, uh, I actually try really hard to not think about that experience at all because that five days was, um, very traumatic for me. And yeah. so every single time I think about it, I actually get really emotional and, um, I haven't quite, worked through or or processed i think the trauma around my birth yet and so this is hard even talking about
1: <laughs> yeah and you know i was just thinking as a um as a observer as a man going through this i know that it was traumatic for you but because i mean it's it's interesting because we're in the same room obviously I, I was more of a spectator but um me witnessing it i i I it's so easy to minimize what that experience was like for you, even though I was there because I wasn't going through it. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that happens a lot. I don't think that's just you. I think that. um, Yeah, I, I think it gets minimized a lot. I think a lot of times too, m- most women, um, a lot of women, you know, we are. Um, Uh, socialized, I think in many ways to be, um, you know, strong and stoic and take care of everybody else. And, um, and so I know, I know for me times 10. So uh, I think in a lot of ways, what's going on for me internally is not usually what's going on on the outside. So I'm very good at playing it cool and making it seem like everything is fine. And I'm under control when inside I'm losing my fucking mind. So um, I imagine that as an outsider, even one that I'm very close to, you don't really get the full picture because I don't usually share the full picture. I'm very good yeah, at compartmentalizing. And,
1: but I'm assuming that you have chosen more so now than ever in your life to give um, people, uh, people like me, the full picture instead of compartmentalizing. No.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely am better at it now, but I think there are moments when I go into, um, survival mode, you know, fight or flight, um, you know, limbic system kicks in and I I don't think there's much choice. And I, and I feel like that situation for me, while not the entire five days, I think there was much of those five days where that was, um, just kind of simmering right below the surface. And, and I think that I needed to, I need to be able to compartmentalize sometimes I think for survival and, as mo- as a lot of people do and I think yeah. that, that was just um a testament to that ability that I have
1: <laughs> yeah because from the outside it didn't seem I mean I, I saw your uh, spectrum of emotion but it didn't seem um you seem more cool and calm than you know panicked
0: yeah that's my mo <laughs> I usually seem pretty cool and calm yeah
1: so that journey happened um I mean, that was probably the biggest thing that's happened in 2020. And then enter COVID. um, Did we move to Glendale in 2020? Or were we already there?
0: Uh, No, we were uh, January 1st. No, I don't remember. Um,
1: Yeah. I mean, speaking of trauma, I uh, promised myself I would never go back to Glendale. I mean, it's like, you know, Vanessa saying she would never go back to, say, Syracuse or, where you know, who wants to go back to where they grew up? Not only that, but um, my mom lives across the street. And everyone was saying, "Why would you not uh, have your mom across the street when you have a, a newborn?" I mean, there, there could be people uh, pay money to have would mm-hmm. would pay money to have their their parents live you know that close. And so we ended up um, moving and getting a uh, a loft um, on the same street that my mom lived on, which ended up being uh, extremely helpful and. What I what I learned was uh, it was almost like I went and saw Glendale again through new eyes. Instead of judging it as you know the place I grew up, not that I hated it, but I mean it's just I grew up there. I didn't you know want to be there, um, but I actually enjoyed the times that we were there, uh, exploring you know new coffee shops. This is before right before COVID hit, uh, restaurants and that area. And it wasn't what I imagined in my head. So I, I almost gave myself a new experience um, with, with with my hometown or where I grew up.
0: Well, and we obviously didn't know at the time. And, and now that I'm remembering, actually, we moved um, end of January because I was like ready to pop. I was only a couple of weeks away from being due um, and we were moving. So I remember that very clearly, but um, it ended up being like the best decision that we made because two weeks after we got home from the hospital, quarantine happened and everything shut down and yeah. we were very walkable to everything to the restaurants to takeout and everything and your mom was freaking right there which was amazing so um you know things happen as they should and i think that was a very specific uh movement for us at a very specific time
1: yeah and then we also bought a house this year
0: mhm so that's skipping to july yeah
1: Wow, I can't believe you have this files. Uh, this files into what month things have happened? I mean, I.
0: Well, we did just establish that you have a bad memory, so.
1: Yes, um, and when we bought a house, we didn't know where we were going to go. We were looking at Echo Park. I mean, we were looking at places that were kind of hipstery and um, city. Uh, you know, uh, we both love the city. Um, I was born raised in concrete, and so was. Uh, um, well, you weren't raised in concrete, but your most of your life you were in New York, right? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
0: my formative years.
1: <laughs> buildings in the sky. And we ended up, uh, in a little ranch style home up in, um, Altadena in the hills.
0: Yeah. And I, before we had, before we looked at houses, I had never even heard of Altadena. So it was an experience for me. Um, and also it was an experience just doing the whole buying a house thing. Cause that was new for me as well. And, um, doing it with you and, you know, with the baby and, um, it felt very like. Uh, it, what's actually funny is what I was gonna say is that felt more like oh boy, relationship next level than actually having a kid did, to me.
1: Yeah, and why is that? I
0: don't know. I, I actually don't know why that feels more um, grown up relationship next level. Uh, that maybe because it's contractual. Maybe because there's something legal about it. I don't know actually.
1: Is there, is the avoidant side of you also feel claustrophobic and perhaps trapped, you know, because, um, we now have a house instead of say something that we rent where it's easier to run.
0: No, we have, we have,
1: have, um, we have a high fence now. (laughs)
0: Uh, no, it actually doesn't at all. Um, I think that I expected it to more than it does, but I actually think I feel very calm and at peace here and I feel very comfortable and like it's home.
1: Is that because um, you see that I am, in fact, a protector and can fight off bears, raccoons, bobcats, all of that, build things with my hands?
0: Um, sure. Yes, that's exactly why.
1: <laughs> or is this your growth, meaning you know that um, it's a sign that you have grown in some way?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that the growth comes in. Um, you know, I always say that it's about these like experiences, you know, these new experiences, you always say this too, where you give yourself this new experience and you kind of prove to that version or that side of yourself that I did this thing. It's okay. I didn't die. Right. And, um, I think with you, there's been a lot of those experiences. I think it's been, coming from, you know, I I grew up, I never wanted children, um, to all of a sudden desiring to do it specifically with you. And then, you know, I never had any desire to own a home ever. I've Mm -hmm. always been like, I'm going to rent forever. Um, and then I wanted. to, you
1: never wanted a home.
0: No, I never wanted to own. Mm -mm. Mm. No, I just, I've always felt very transient. I've always just felt very, um, you know, a little bit of a gypsy soul and, I think that not wanting kids and not wanting to own a home and living in the big city, like I think that was all part of it. And I don't know.
1: Hi, this is Craig Robinson from
0: Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? It's changed with you, but I think that giving myself those experiences, even if there was some anxiety, subtle anxiety around it, I think has just proven to me, um, again, like I did it, I didn't die, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the avoided in me is okay.
1: <laughs> what about orgasms?
0: What about orgasms?
1: No experiences with me.
0: Oh, are you, are you, <laughs> Are you digging for me to give you compliments? Is that-
1: the, things that you've never experienced before. New house, baby, orgasms. Okay, never mind. Look, the chances of any of our exes listening to this is very slim to none. So you to I'm,
0: I'm totally okay admitting that I've had more orgasms with you than I have before.
1: Um, are you afraid that anyone is listening to this? Whether it's exes, family, like, is there anyone that you're thinking, oh shit, I can't say this. Do you, do you, do you stutter because of someone maybe listening to this?
0: I don't think so. Uh, I think that, it, I think that I'm very good at steering conversation away from things I don't want to talk about, but I don't worry about people hearing or listening to this because I know my boundaries. <laughs>
1: Well, you know what I um, I don't either, and 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 I I do, but I don't. But let me explain. I know we're getting off track a little bit, but so what's interesting about this podcast slash experiment slash project is, um, so we both have our own podcasts. You have uh, cheaper than therapy. I have the angry therapist podcast, and I think I feel like those are are, are safe in that. Um, you know, we, we talk about the the stuff that we talk about, create that dialogue, um, and and you're a co-host with Danae, so so you have someone that makes you accountable. Um, and then with this, because it's almost like a side project that kind of happened out of nowhere, I feel like this is where um, we can drive a little crazy. This is where you know we can color outside the lines more. Because um, I also have ads running on my podcast, so I I could all I. I I mean I it's unrehearsed it's me but mm-hmm. it it you know I've been doing it for a few years now and people expect you know 10 15 minutes of of whatever I, you know I I I give them that There's they get parameters fine value. Now. Yeah. Yeah and with this I feel like um, I get to really play in the sandbox yeah. and there there are two things that I find so much joy without these two things I think I would still uh, wilt I would die and one is um, being able to push myself as hard as I can physically, right? Playing around with that space. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other one is being able to play and, and have the freedom of doing things creatively, uh, things that scare me, things that, you know, like the um, having an idea and actually doing it, you know, which is kind of what happened with this podcast. And so with me, when I say things like that, um orgasms or things that are uh inappropriate things that I would maybe not say. Uh on this podcast, I, I don't I don't I'm, I'm 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 more fearless because I don't really I feel like it's it's a. Uh... also I think maybe less people listen to this one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um but also, you know, you know that I I would rein it in. Like I think there's a knowing In that too like i I think you know that i'm not gonna let you take me somewhere i'm not
1: comfortable with well then it's my job to fly and then you pull me down
0: isn't that your job isn't that always our dynamic though
1: yeah that is an interesting dynamic anyway so going going back to orgasms um uh, thank thank you for that. And and I, I don't, I, I don't think it's, I think it's more you and your journey, not so much me, right? So I don't think uh, it's anything that I'm, that I'm doing. I think it's just, you're in a different place with you and your body and sexuality and all that, where you're actually able to have more.
0: Well, I just think that I'm in a place in my life where I demand what I want and I don't, I, I'm okay speaking up and, and demanding things um, that I never felt comfortable doing before. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. What else happened 2020? So new house. So COVID, I mean, let's talk about COVID COVID because that was
0: crazy. Um, And, you know, I I think we've both said a few times that we're very lucky to work from home and do what we do. And, and we've obviously as therapists, we see and we experience a lot of suffering and a lot of, um, you know, people who are experiencing COVID in different ways than we are. Um, and the pandemic and, you know, all the things that come along with lockdowns. And, um, so I think it's just been a really interesting time. I mean, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say this is like something specific that happened like a thing, but I I think for me, witnessing, um, witnessing the collective this year has been very interesting for me. Mm. I've watched, uh, I, I think as a collective, we have gone through a lot of death, um, literally and figuratively, but like death and rebirth has been a big theme this year. And yeah. so uh, this has been a very, like, I don't know, this has been a year of alchemy. I think is the best way to put it. Um, there has been a lot of breaking down. And so I just feel like I've been a little bit of a witness to it because I've been in a bubble with a baby. Um, you made a comment the other day that was interesting to me. And you said, um, I th- because I'm, I'm an, I'm a major extrovert and, you know, you said, I think that if we hadn't had Logan and then COVID had happened, I think you would have maybe gone into a depression.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, Logan has given you blinders in a way, not right. that you're not aware of what's going on, but um, the, the attention that you have is, is not, you know, what's going on in the world. Right. That's not she's, your, yeah. she's
0: a good distraction. Right. right. I mean, um, again being an extrovert you know all of my friends who are introverts are like pigs and shit right now with not having to face people and being able to like lay around at home but for me that's like my worst nightmare so um, it's been interesting because I actually haven't really cared that much and so I've I've had a lot of internal shifting going on um, in that world in that realm I think and I, I think that's been I'll put that on the list of things that have happened in 2020 events has been um an internal shift of mine to I don't have FOMO anymore. I really could give two shits about like who's doing what. And yeah, because nobody's doing anything,
1: <laughs> right? Right. I always say it's the best time to raise a child, uh, not the best, best time to uh, have the child, but to, to raise a child for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. So then we moved.
1: I, <laughs> then we moved. And I, yeah, I gotta say, nothing changes your lenses faster than death or birth. And uh, there's been um, you know, death around us, a lot of both. Yeah. Um, but also we have friends having babies, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's probably this year, I think for many, um, an, an act break year, it's not a new chapter. It's something that has completely, uh, uh, change the positioning of your life, your relationships, uh, what you put weight on. I mean, the, this 2020 has uh, put a black light on relationships. There's divorce skyrocketing, uh, people changing careers because they realize that you know now's the time to to uh, make a move and do something that they're passionate about. Um, there's so much happening. I mean, th- this whole idea of shaking your life, that just sketch. 2020 is that, mm-hmm.
0: totally.
1: Or was that? We're we're only uh, a, a few weeks away from 21.
0: We're like a week away.
1: <laughs> yeah. So for uh, Vanessa and I, um, life changing things. You 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 know what? If, if there's one word that sums up 2020 for me, it's adulting. Mm. You know, um, a baby, a mortgage. Um, business uh i mean i feel like uh changing diapers like just less than an hour ago i was in the bathtub with <laughs> dishwashing with dishwashing gloves um um taking a scooping turd and out of the water because logan did her first poop in the bathtub while she was taking a bath <laughs> And Vanessa thought it was hilarious. She's taking photos and shit. Um, <laughs> Wait, and the, I,
0: the reason why I'm taking photos, let's give people context, is because my little brother did that shit, literally did that shit every single fucking bath he had. And I'm 10 years older than my brother, so I like did a lot of bath times with him. And so I had to take a picture and send it to my family because- it's like a big inside joke. We like to make fun of my brother, who is now twenty six, that he shit in the tub every night. <laughs>
1: um, it's going to be a problem for me if that happens every night. I'll tell you right now.
0: <laughs> well, good luck. Trying right to control before dinner.
1: It. <laughs> yeah. So, um, adulting, and you know, I was telling Vanessa just last night that after my divorce at thirty five, I moved in with the roommate that I found on Craigslist, and I was doing the dishes, and, and we had a um, uh, we had a, a, a dishwasher. And I never used one before. And I put in regular dishwashing soap and I remember turning it on. And then when he came home, we walked into the kitchen and the, it was flooded with suds. And uh, he wasn't mad. He th- actually thought it was kind of adorable. And he's like, that's, he's like, what soap did you use? Because there's actually special dishwashing soap for dishwashers when I had no idea. So I went from that to now gloves, toilet, cleaning, um, happily cleaning my daughter's poop out of the uh, scooping my daughter's poop out of the bathtub that water
0: blows my mind by the way when you say that you were 35 and you didn't know there was dishwashing soap like could not be further from my experience growing up like that literally makes my brain explode
1: i am the youngest my brother was the umbrella he got to um be very resp- by force. Be responsible. Take care of bills. Read the mail because my parents couldn't read English, and I got to go out and play. And so my mom did my laundry. Um, I never had chores. I was never grounded. Uh, you know, my, my parents were never home, so I grew up very different than you.
0: Yeah, that's not going to happen with Logan.
1: <laughs> Logan's going to. Uh, no, chores. I don't want it to. I, I don't want it to because you know yeah. what? That that impacted my relationship starting with the marriage, and I think. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that she saw right away was like, holy shit, this guy doesn't even know how to make his bed or doesn't. Mm-hmm. And um, in miserable fuck, that's why I say, you know, things like make your bed and, you know, things that, that are um, that require responsibility, ownership and all of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Making the bed.
1: So looking back in 2020, um, what are your thoughts and feelings? Are you, um, you know, excited that it's over. Like, what what's going on for you?
0: Um, I'm trying really hard not to play into this whole like, oh fuck, 2020. It's been the worst year ever. I can't wait to get rid of this year. And I I'm saying that with all respect and knowing I have many close people to me who have lost a lot. You know, there's been lots of loss this year, lots of death and loss. Um, and so I'm not saying it hasn't been a hard year. I mean, I have to also recognize my truth, which is I had my daughter this year. So for me, for us, it was a good year in its own way. Um, but I'm really trying to play into this whole, like, fuck 2020. I can't wait for this year to be over 2021 because it sets us up, I think, for such disappointment because it's not like when the bell strikes midnight on January 1st, like poof, all of a sudden everything's going to be normal, whatever normal is, you know? Um, And so I think that it's actually dangerous for us to kind of play around or just stay too long in that pool because you're just setting yourself up for it. So um, for me, I'm really trying to, like I said, I'm looking at it as a year of alchemy. There's been a lot of burning to the ground there's been a lot of seeds i think that have been planted not just for myself but i've noticed it with clients with friends um and for me 20, 2021 the excitement around it is actually coming from seeing what's going to sprout seeing what's going to grow from the ashes of 2020 2020's fires um for you know, many
1: people ashes yeah. for many people soil you know? Right. Well,
0: but ashes. I mean, look. That's what that's what Mother Earth does, right? Like fires are they regenerative, regenerative. Um, the the earth needs to be burned in order to grow new, grow anew. So that's how I'm looking at it.
1: Yeah, and and I sometimes um, when when people say how are you doing, I I, I actually stay kind of quiet uh, because I feel guilty or bad because 2020 for me wasn't, um, like for most people, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I had a daughter, uh, I, we bought a house, like so many great life-changing things have happened to me in 2020. You know, we, the lab started, right. So that was born in 2020 because of the pandemic. And so with lab, uh, community and running groups and and different ways to help people, which is, super exciting. Me playing with my Legos again. And so uh, this podcast happened in 2020. So, so many things for me um, have happened. Oh, a uh, book deal, a uh, single on purpose, right? That my book just came out. That's that was 2020. So um, I, I have nothing but gratitude and, and, and almost feeling like um, a little sense of guilt, like uh, there's a lot of suffering happening right now. And, and I'm not, um, you know, I I had my life hasn't uh, um, crumbled, like, like, like many people. And so I just kind of stay quiet about 2020. But my truth is, it's been a pivotal, uh, magical, meaningful uh, year for me It really has.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, I know, you know, this, but I think it's important for us to realize that um, conflicting truths can be true at the same time. Right. right? So right. your your truth is just as true as somebody's truth who's had a lot of suffering and loss in 2020. Um, and actually neither of them is better or worse than the other, you know, um, they're just conflicting in some way and that's okay. Uh, somebody's 2021 might be different than your 2021, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you for listening. And uh, we are only six episodes deep and Uh, If you enjoy this uh, dialogue, uh, if it's helpful in any way, then um, please rate and review and follow. And uh, that's kind of what gets the kite in the sky. Um, Anything else?
0: No, I love you.
1: I love you too. And what can we say uh, to people for 2021? Anything? Words of encouragement?
0: Um, I think my words of encouragement usually come from a place of realism. That's just kind of how I am. And I tend to be a little black and white. So mine are going to go back to um, just be careful to not be expecting magic on January 1st, 2021. Um, You know, don't let yourself be set up for major disappointment. We've got a long road ahead of us and there's a lot of work left to do societally, um, mother earth, a lot of things. And we're kind of in it, right? We're in it to win it. Like this isn't, we're not going back. So um, I would actually say do some work around shifting shifting your mindset into rolling up your sleeves and getting excited for the work to be done um, as a collective, rather than kicking your feet in the sand and wishing things were different.
1: I'm going to say that I hope 2020, um, no matter how difficult, has uh, softened you and not hardened you. And by soften you, I don't mean, in, you know, made you weak, uh, but made you uh, look inward, introspective. Made you think about your life. Made you, you know, shuffle your 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 uh, life deck of cards. Made you think about your friendships, who you want to invest in, um, how you want to live in this world. And I hope that 2021 is now the uh, the runway for you to go and and start building a life that that is uh, meaningful for you. Thank you guys for listening. Be well. Hey, before you go, if you want to engage with Vanessa or I live, we both teach in the TAT Lab. The TAT Lab is live virtual wellness classes, all using Zoom. These are not video courses. These are live groups and classes. A team of experts with um, lots of experience and also their own stories, teaching everything from healing trauma to Uh, Vanessa teaches codependency. We have attachment styles, relationship classes. I do um, something called Ask Angry, and that is basically a giant check-in. We've got book clubs. We've got meditations. Come check us out at TAT-Lab. That's TAT-Lab.com, and uh, get a week for free, and come say hi to uh, me and Vanessa.